Well, welcome here tonight. It's just uh, great to have you here, my lovely friends that uh, love studying the Bible and we're mm-hmm. trying to uh, tweak out some, some extra bits from Scripture, some mm-hmm. deeper things, and that's what this is called. It's called Deeper because we want to go deeper into the Scripture. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, I just let, let's just go around and introduce ourselves uh, very briefly, and then we can get stuck in tonight's subject. All right? Mm-hmm. Me, hello. I am Jack. I'm 22, and I'm a youth worker from Wolverhampton. I feel like I'm doing a um, blind date. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> slightly. Awesome. I, and I'm part of the worship team. <laughs> and I'm part of the worship team here at Arise, and I just love studying the Word of God and getting to know more about it. Yeah, lovely. I'm Anthony, um, I'm the director of a hearing company. I'm also on the worship team, I'm normally um, behind the drums, and I'm also a connect group leader here at Arise Church as well. Um, but yeah, really, really glad to be here, looking forward to learning as we go. I'm Jo, I'm working a Christian charity in the logistics department, which is quite cool. Um, I am normally on stage either playing bass, playing acoustic, or preaching, and I love going deeper and learning more about Jesus and so I'm really excited to start this tonight. And you put a lot on light as well, don't you, Joe? What's that all about? <laughs> I do. I've got an Instagram page called Hey Joe Here and I just like to bring new things to people oh, and encourage people. She's hiding a light under the bush. How many followers have you got? Thousands, of that. Yeah, that's <laughs> 9,000, right? Something like yeah, that. That's amazing. There of course, and I'm Tony. I'm one of the pastors here at Arise Church and love the Bible and love to share with these guys. I'm also uh, a Luthier. And, mm-hmm. um, people, when I say to people, I am a Luthier and a pastor, they think I'm a Lutheran pastor. No, no, no. <laughs> I like making guitars together with my son, and I am actually the CEO of Lakestone Guitars as well. But tonight, hey. we're going to get stuck into a, a very interesting, well, we think it's an interesting mm-hmm. subject. And as I said um, in the intro uh, that you heard earlier, um, that we're going to be looking into what, what's all the fuss Uh, about the virgin birth and uh, we're going to be looking at the the title is we're going to be looking at the the genetics of Jesus which sounds a bit wacky maybe it is uh, but I find it a fascinating subject for us to look at so guys what's so important about the virgin birth and I guess therefore we need to have a look at something about the genealogy Mm -hmm. of the genealogy of Jesus, I think Joe's been already been doing a bit of digging. So, do you want to bring us up to speed where you're at with that, mate? Yep, I do. I wasn't sure whether it was genealogy or genealogy. I'm going to say genealogy. Okay. Yeah. So, um, we have Jesus's genealogy in Matthew 1 and Luke 3. Um, they're slightly different because Matthew goes down from Adam, whereas Luke starts at Jesus and goes back up through the generations. So, it becomes a little bit more difficult to... Um, directly compare because you're starting at the top of one and the bottom of the other but when we see it there's lots of actually really good um, resources online where it puts right next to each other the genealogy according to Matthew and the genealogy according to Luke and through that we can see that um, they're the same in terms of getting from Abraham down to David but then there's this switch over and the genealogies look different, um, and not the same. No, nope, they're not the same, and so there's a, there's a few things that we can chat about around that. Mm-hmm. But then it ends up 
um, with Jesus. It's just that there's differences in between. There is a slight commonality with um, Shialtio and Zerubbabel in the middle, um, where they overlap. Thank you. Um, Don't say that when you've had a And so there is a slight overlap, but all the bits in between are different. And so we don't. It's it's difficult to say really why. And so I don't know who's got thoughts on that. So, okay, so what are we calling these discrepancies? I mean, Mm -hmm. guys, have you got any thoughts what might be the cause of the differences between these two lists? Anybody? So I know that, like, Jews are very meticulous with their recording. Mm, Yeah. And so discrepancies could be the case, but I don't see how there'd be this many discrepancies. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, mistakes with both people recording different things. And so so that, doesn't this mean then the Bible's kind of contradicted? Isn't that what the Bible gets sort of criticised for? Mm. Is it contradictions? Is, they, they don't agree with each other. It, what, mm. what do you think, Ant? What's your thoughts? Yeah, well, your thoughts on there, it? there is a common line of argument that people throw that there are these inconsistencies. But after I did a bit of digging, um, Matthew was writing primarily for the Jewish people around mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they very much focused on the paternal side of things. Uh, on his father's side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on yeah. the father's side. And then looking at Luke, he was writing it for, trying to write it for, for all people. So okay. what we call the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And he was a Luke. Gentile, Luke. He was, he was, he was yeah, great, he was a Greek doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he was very meticulous in, okay. in the way. Mm-hmm. So one of the, the things out there that have been said is that Matthew wrote down the paternal, the father's side, and that mm-hmm. um, Luke wrote down the maternal. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. going from Mary side. Ah, okay. So what you're saying is, I think, mm. is, well, we've all got two lots of genealogies, haven't we? We've got yeah. our fathers, yeah. Yeah. Jack, and our, yeah. and our mothers. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Yeah. And um, so I think what you're saying is that Matthew was going down the father side. So what was the main thrust of that genealogy, Joe? Who, who, going back to King David, mm-hmm. what, what line was it? So it was post-David, we've got the paternal line of King Solomon but the pater- and the maternal line of Nathan, so they're both David's sons. Right. But that accounts for the different lines yeah. to so, get to Jesus. So Mary's side was which side? Nathan. Nathan. Well, that's what we're assuming. That's what, what we think is yeah. a good explanation. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Bible... Um, contradicts itself necessarily but it's just interesting mm. that uh, <laughs> and, 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 uh, have you ever spotted this when you're reading through those genealogies especially Luke's mm. he opens up by saying uh, now Jesus <laughs> was the son of Joseph so it was thought yeah. what do you think about that Jack <laughs> um I guess it's him saying like this is what you thought but like hold on t- take a look at this and I guess he was going through the kings as an ear of like all yep. the kings up to uh, Solomon so I guess he was saying like okay that's fine but here's another line because we like you said we all have two lines so it's like so you thought that was the only line well like take a break a minute let's see the other line that Jesus had uh, kind of from Joseph so, yeah so, so yeah. I, 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 yeah I, I get that feeling so he says so it was thought mm. actually let me tell you what is real genetic yeah, yeah. line well, that's was. It. In there, so. with the line coming from Solomon going towards Joseph yeah. it was thought that he really wasn't his actual father mm-hmm. yeah. so you have to look down the maternal line but that wasn't the t- Jewish tradition no. it was always about the father and mm-hmm. that's what was recorded 
Okay. So Luke was actually like, no, this is where the link is. This is how the prophecy was fulfilled. Yeah. It's from this side. Wow. Okay, so it was kicking off Dan, the female line, really, although mm. he was adopted by Joseph. I think he's what we're saying. Yeah. I think what Anthony said was that from a Jewish point of view, they'd want to go down the Solomon line and in the male line anyway, wouldn't mm-hmm. they? However, yes. Luke's saying, actually, guys, you need to have another look at this. And mm-hmm. he's still an ancestor of King David. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's going down the female line. Yeah. So, mm. Anthony, I, I think you've got a scripture for us, haven't you? And you're gonna, you're gonna, uh, we're gonna unpack this a little bit more, going down the female line. What have you got for us, mate? Yeah. So we're going back to Genesis, which is the first book in the Bible. Um, so just a bit of context before we read this passage. So we've had the creation account where yeah. we've got mm-hmm. God creating everything in those seven days. Um, and then we've got the man and the woman in the garden. This is the point where they've been tempted by the serpent. Mm-hmm. They've eaten from the tree that they shouldn't have, and this is where we pick it up. Mm-hmm. So reading from Genesis 3, and it's verses 12 to 15. So it says, The man said, The woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Mm -hmm. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. Mm -hmm. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel." Wow. So this is interesting, isn't it? The Mm -hmm. seed of the woman. What what do you make of that guy? What's your instinct when you read that? It's interesting when we've just read Matthew and Luke and the genealogies Mm. there because that makes you think, oh, okay, maybe I need to pay attention to Luke because it seems to be the maternal line that it's coming down to get from... Have I made... uh, Is that... Yeah. I feel like it just makes me think, oh, okay, this is coming from Eve. And so we need to look more at... I've gone... I've... Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does, yeah. 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 And, and no, no, no. Uh, can I just make a comment here? It, it, it is a fact that theologians believe this, the seed of the woman, yeah. they often say that this is the first ever reference to yeah. the coming of Messiah, Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. And, uh, and it's like... Wow, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, the coming yeah. Messiah, okay, is the seed of the woman. Yeah, yeah. So something's kicking off here. Something's really important about this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and it begins to make interesting thinking. Well, we start to think about the virgin birth. We'll come back yeah. to that in a second. Jack, take us through yeah. Romans 5 and, and, and tell us what you found, mate. Yeah, yeah, so I've been looking through and reading Romans 5. I started at Romans 5, 12, and I went through pretty much to 21, the end. And um, it was titled Death Through Adam, Life Through Christ, which I thought was pretty straightforward and quite easy for everyone to understand. And um, it starts with, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. And um, for me, it was, I guess, Paul was explaining, like, sin is of nature, it is inherent. We, from 
Adam and Eve. Like, like it's in us. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, Inherited, is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, like I'm, I'm saying that Adam and Eve, when sin entered the world through them, okay. it was passed down, like okay. Cain and Abel, their children, we know. That, it has entered the world. Yeah, and no going back. And I guess if so it, it was inherited, so why would have Cain and Abel sinned? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Okay, that's know? a good point actually. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, inherent. It's it's about like this COVID thing. It's yeah. now endemic. Are we saying <laughs> yeah. then that the sin nature is endemic in the whole of humanity? I think. Okay. Like, yeah. That yeah. Sounds, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm kind of trying to way to think put about. To, put it. We've learned to like, live with it. Yeah, so yeah. To speak. You don't yeah. catch it like COVID, but like it, it's literally like we all have that nature and we all have that kind of. Okay. Uh, we all fall short, don't we? Of of the. The holiness of God. Okay. And, um, sneeze sin onto somebody. Yeah, like you can't sneeze sin, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, but, but it's like it's actually just in, yeah. um, it's just like. Would that be something if we could just have a bath and wash away? Our <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine, yeah, yeah, imagine. Yeah. Uh, that would have been an easier prize. Speaking of washing away our sin, good segue. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> um, <laughs> it says uh, later on. It says the judgment uh, followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification, and then. After that, it says, consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. And um, you're gonna have to unpack that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's lot a lot. Of, it's a lot. Geeky speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does it that is, mean? It. I guess it's them kind of saying that the second Adam, being Jesus, come to. Oh, okay. To, I guess Paul is referring to him as the second Adam there mm-hmm. to say, like, listen, he's come to pay the price, which. Yeah. Adam, when, where Adam and Eve fell short, kind of, and it passed down. He's saying, okay. listen, the, the price had to be paid, being Jesus. And um, it also says in, like, uh, what is it, like, 1 Corinthians 15, 22, for, as in Adam, all die, so in Christ, all will be made alive. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So, I mean, Boom. he's, he's refer- <laughs> referring to Jesus as the second Adam there, but we can kind of interchange the name second Adam and, and so, Jesus. So, let me get this right. So, I think what you're saying... Mm-hmm. Is that the first man was perfect. He messed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sin became endemic in the human yeah. race. It's still here now. Right? Yeah, yeah. Is that it? Is that what you're in saying? Us. But then the second perfect man, i.e., the second Adam, mm-hmm. i.e., Jesus, yeah. because he was without sin, mm-hmm. we're going to examine that in a second. Yeah. Right? Uh, brought life. So yeah. one brought death, the first brought yeah. death. Second bought life, mm-hmm. is, that, is that what we're saying? Yeah, so I guess it's the same principle like God gave, but the outcome was different, right? So first, the first time God created and gave life, yeah. sin entered the world. The second time God entered and, and created, it was, let's, let's solve this. Like, wow. there's an issue here. That's, that's yeah. great thought, man. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Um, love it. Yeah, that's all. I Well, I okay. was kind of digging around. I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, well, I'm... Three hours deep, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, whoa, it's like, good I, I'm not down. even, good I'm not even on the same line as I was when I started. But I'm, a, but yeah. that's kind of many all that I kind of brought out of it. I've got a few more scriptures, but they're kind of saying the same thing. Of, of so we talk really. about um, Jesus being the perfect man mm-hmm. without sin. The Bible does say that, of course. Um, but um, this is a tricky one, isn't it? Because um, mm-hmm. if Jesus was coming as a human then surely the sin nature needed to be somehow eliminated uh, from his body, from his being. I, mm-hmm. I don't know, I suppose one of the same thing. Um, so 
if he would, you know, we're implying that we're going down Mary's route to give mm-hmm. birth to the Son of God. And um, we know that the, the archangel comes to her and says, Mary, you're going you, you're gonna to conceive, and that which you're going to conceive is, is by the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And she was still a virgin. Mm-hmm. What on earth is going on here? What, what is the point mm-hmm. of, of all of this? Yeah. And um, surely... Um, does Mary carry the sin nature as well? I mean, what, what are your thoughts, guys? Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. It's a big question. Is how does Jesus avoid inheriting the yeah. sin nature? How right. is he spotless? And still be the seed of the woman. Yeah. Well, yeah, in order quite. to fulfill the prophecies. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. That second Adam still being born into the yeah. This is, we're getting some good... wacky territory yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this it. is, this, this is really fascinating. Yeah. The mystery. On the other <laughs> hand, um, modern science has kind of given... I don't, I don't say I've got the answer, but give me a, mm-hmm. a fresh way of looking at this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when I was growing up, cloning was mm-hmm. like just a pipe dream. It was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, science fiction. In films. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. along came Dolly the Sheep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what happens with cloning, as I understand it as a layperson, I'm not a scientist, but as a layperson, I understand that when you clone something, what you do is you take an egg... And you remove the uh, nucleus of the, the egg donor. So all of the genetic information, as it were, uh, from that particular sheep was removed. And then what they did, they took some hmm. DNA from an existing sheep and planted it into the now empty shell, as it were, yeah. of, of the donor egg. And blow me if the thing didn't get fertilised. And we got Dolly the sheep. So, (laughs) but the the point was that the genetic information was removed, and yet the donor, there was still some uh, genetic material being used, but all the other DNA Mm -hmm. had gone. Wow. Yeah. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? If what kind of process went on when the egg was fertilized in Mary's womb? What process did God use? Well, I say mm-hmm. it's like Mary may have had like a surrogate egg, yeah. and God put in a new nucleus which yeah. had all the deity mm-hmm. DNA. Incredible! Yeah. What a great thought, but man. But then yeah. Mary still has got to carry and nurture, and it's her body that's feeding this baby. Yeah, yeah. That gives birth to it. Good. So yeah. That, that would, again, even with all our modern <laughs> technology and things mm-hmm. like that, it still seems to be uncovering how yeah. this may have happened. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose the the alternative thought is that what um, God put into uh, Mary's womb was a complete brand new creation. I mean, mm. come on. Yeah. You know, he made the first man mm. from the dust of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So do, 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 not, life do, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. to, to yeah, create yeah. life in a woman's womb, probably <laughs> not such a hard job what yeah. you are now. No. Do you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. But then there's some problems with that, Joe. What do you think? Well, that would could make sense, but then the prophetic statement of the seed of the woman and the yeah, lineage yeah. through King David. Gets broken down, eh? and it, mm-hmm. Well, there's no, there's, there's no ancestry that comes from by Mary's line then. Okay. And so... Prophecy's null and void. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're messing with prophecy. And Jesus fulfills so many prophecies. How would that one not be accounted for? Yeah. yeah. So we had to deal with Mary's sin nature, and God mm-hmm. can do that, mm-hmm. by removing her codes, her DNAs but implanting the whole of God's DNA into. So begs the question then, was Jesus 100% 
God and 100% human, which is what we say in uh, mm-hmm. evangelical circles and Protestant circles, yep. or was he 50% God and 50% human? Now, which is wow. it? Because I suppose, you know, when when, when uh, you know mm-hmm. our parents conceived us, we had half theirs and half, and so we were 50% yeah, yeah, of being, yeah. and actually we made a new whole. Joe, you've got some thoughts on this. I think you've been looking at mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. stuff, haven't you? Historical stuff. I yeah. have, because it depends who you ask about whether Jesus is 100% God or 100% human. Now, there's obviously a true answer. But if we were to come from the Roman Catholic position, they would take that option of Jesus is 50% human and 50% God. Okay. And so basically, God's DNA replaced the male in the equation mm-hmm. um and so we see that um that the roman catholic thought is that um the immaculate conception i always thought it was referring to jesus as the immaculate conception okay. it's not it's referring to right. mary's the immaculate conception and so not only is jesus the miracle here but instead it goes up to Mary and Mary's mother, St. Anne. Yeah. I didn't know that was her mother, but St. Anne is her mother. <laughs> and apparently um, they believe that she managed to conceive Mary immaculately, as in Mary had no sin and she was completely pure. And so because Mary was born sinless and remained sinless, and that's why they call her um, the Holy Mother of God, mm-hmm. she remained sinless her whole life. Um, that means that then she can pass on her DNA without passing on this inherent sin nature because her DNA is completely pure. It gets put with God's DNA, and then we've got a pure Jesus who can be 50% well, human. Well, hang on a minute. Okay. 50% God. Just and we'll come back to this in a minute. But okay. doesn't that create the domino effect? Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if, if Anne Infinite regret, yeah. was going to give birth to a sinless kid, yeah. then... Then Anne needs, Anne needs yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying, Jack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anne, Anne, Anne needed to be sinless. Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes all, all the way yeah. back to Eve, Eve herself. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you this. I, I know that I know that, that Mary had a sin nature. Do you know how I know? Mm. Simply this, and I'm not saying she was a, a, a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, is I'll tell you how I know because yeah. after the angels have told her, you read the account, she sings something called the Magnificat. Yeah. And do you know yeah. what she says there? I rejoice in God, my what saviour. saviour. Yeah, you, she wouldn't need a saviour if she. Why was... would you need saviour? Yeah, yeah. If you've got no that. sin. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mate. I, I thought I just. <laughs> I, need, no, I just right. need to get that. That's out. good. Carry on. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And so it throws up a load of different problems, doesn't it? We've got the the fact that there's no way that she can be sinless unless she's another the first Messiah or something, um, and also, mm-hmm. um, it, it's. It's never mentioned in the Bible. <laughs> There's no accounts of <laughs> right. Jesus being um, of Mary being sinless. There's no account of this and Anne story. Okay. There's no. Um, they even so the, the uh, Roman Catholic Church would say that they admit that it isn't in the Bible, and it actually got put into Roman Catholic creed in the 12th century. Tradition, perhaps. Tradition, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, in the 12th century, and they said um, that it was significant enough to be deemed true for their tradition uh-huh. um, because it was taught through the church fathers and so we see no uh, evidence for this they even go a step further and say um, that Mary remained holy and so remained a virgin and that the mm-hmm. brothers of Jesus such as uh, James mentioned in the bible isn't actually a brother or a half brother he is a cousin 
And so they account for... <laughs> it doesn't say he's a cousin. It, it says he was it a brother. clearly yeah. says yeah. he's a brother. <laughs> and so yeah. technically, if we wanted to say that, it would be that if Mary's sinless <laughs> and, and she... There would be no way that Mary... If, if Mary was sinless and had other kids, yeah. they would also be, like, half sinless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's just loads of... Like sounds like a lot of demigods going, going around there. A pack of cards is coming down here, isn't it? Exactly. There's a load of issues. Yeah. 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 And so then we can move on to the um, Protestant line of thinking. Yeah. Um, because it's interesting. Obviously, I've said it's not mentioned in the Bible that Jesus is... Um, that Mary was uh, sinless. And so the Protestants believe, in comparison, that Mary was born of sinful parents, but at some point during uh, the conception of Jesus, the Holy Spirit warded off sin, so that at the time of conception, she was pure, and then, therefore, the child could be pure, so Jesus would be without sin. And so although Jesus was born of sinful flesh and blood, he was born of it, but he wasn't born with it. And so the Holy Spirit somehow guarded off this sin and therefore Jesus could still have 50% of Mary's DNA therefore fulfilling the prophecy still have 50% of God's DNA and then be 100% human and 100% God all in one shell and so I asked this question of it's not in the Bible that Mary's sinless but where in the Bible do we see that Jesus was 100% man and 100% uh-huh. God. Well, does it actually say that? That's Have we got the okay. evidence of and that? It, it does. So in Colossians 2.9, for example, oh, wow. it says, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. And so Spot we on. see that it's yeah. 100% yeah. God and 100% yeah. human. Yeah. And so this seems to be the option that mm. that works more in terms of what we know yeah. from the Bible. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> We've been touching on some mm-hmm. deep stuff here. Yeah, yeah. We have gone deeper it's here. The title. It's been <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I think yeah, we, yeah. Let me, let's start to draw the, the strands together and, and mm-hmm. kind of sum up. Okay. So uh, what we've said so far is that the genetic line of Jesus, as far as we can tell, the actual genetic line back to King David was through Mary, which was prophesied from Genesis... Through the seed of the woman, you shall bruise Satan's yeah. And remember, theologians yeah, yeah. believe that's referring to the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And then along comes Gabriel and says, in fact, Isaiah comes along 700 years before mm-hmm. and says that the virgin will conceive, conceive and this will be mm-hmm. assigned to you. You will call his what name? Emmanuel, right? Mm-hmm. So this whole thing about the sin nature, the genetic line, the virgin... Why do Christians, what, we keep banging on about mm-hmm. the importance of the virgin birth. Ultimately, why was it important that Jesus be born sinless? What's the point that we're really trying to get at here? What's mm-hmm. the point? Well, that comes back to what Jack was saying mm-hmm. about yep. Jesus being that second Adam. Yep. He's coming to eliminate sin, which crept mm-hmm. in from that first incident in Genesis. Yeah. And in order to do that, he had to be God and man. Yeah. So he had to be God and be able to deal with it, and then also be man so that he could relate to us and get rid of it for us as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And again, that, that's what makes Jesus so relatable, is that he was fully human. He got tired. He went. <laughs> he struggled at times. He had to sleep. He yeah. had to go away and rest. 
um, yet he still had the full power of God in him as well and he was unable to get rid of that sin mm-hmm. so that we could have that hope mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. were you going to say something there Jack? Um, I mean like Ant's pretty much hit the nail on the head hasn't he where like it was paying the price like yeah. paying the price for 100% sin it's 100% mm-hmm pure right like mm-hmm. makes mathematical sense and, to me and this was reflected in the yeah. old testament when they brought mm-hmm. sacrifices yeah yeah that had to be spotless yeah yeah, yeah. pure and of course mm-hmm. you know that was only a shadow of what was coming but that's exactly what jesus needed to be mm-hmm. it, it, you know for him actually he who knew no sin the bible says yeah. what became sin for us so yeah. what we i think what we're really saying is mm-hmm. The, re- the importance of the virgin birth and Jesus coming in purity mm-hmm. means that if he hadn't have been, there would have been no salvation for us. No, no, no. no. All I can say is, what a story. Yeah. What a gr- How God, behind the scenes, was able to figure this lot out. Because it's, for me, I've got to tell you guys, I know you feel it's mind-blowing. Yeah, 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 it definitely yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So why is the virgin birth so vital? So that we could ultimately have salvation. Have salvation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, let's, we're drawing to a conclusion. Yeah. And um, where, where do we go next with this? Well, um, I want us to look at um, what Satan did throughout history, I guess, throughout mm-hmm. history, to stop the seed of the woman coming and stop, to okay. stop salvation coming into the world. Interesting. So, interesting. Ooh, yeah. Absolutely. Very much so. And so, and what, have you ever wondered why there's always been so much anti Semitism throughout mm. history? Mm-hmm. That's interesting as well, isn't yeah. it? You know, so, in our next uh, Deeper, we're going to be looking at alien invasion. <laughs> alien invasion. <laughs> Stay tuned. God bless. <laughs>